currently being recorded, and this is an episode of The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on the show, Amber Kenny is here. Hello. The other host. And it's it's just us. We're 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 the sole survivors. We're we're this is our podcast. This is our show. Sorry. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Uh, this is our 13th year of recording this show. So that's Lucky. over, that's over half my lifetime, uh, which is amazing that I've, I've grown up on this show. Basically. Me too. This is like uh gun smoke, you know? Yeah. Um, which I grew up on also. I grew up on that show as well. Wow. In the fifties and sixties. Uh, so we always like to start the show with a segment that we, we call we call it this. We also like to call it this. Mm-hmm. We love it. Checking in. So why don't we start today with Amber? Uh, Amber, tell us about what's been going on with you. Checking in. Sure. So, um... and just for new listeners, so you know what we mean by checking in. It's like it's similar to when you're checking into a hotel and you tell the clerk at the desk everything that's been going on in your life while you're. <laughs> checking in you know um so anyway i'm sorry go ahead so um of late smudgy and i have been getting up and going for walks very early <laughs> i bookended that sentence with I late know, that nicely done. i didn't do that on purpose but i I'm come here for the wordplay and they just got some and so they're out <laughs> um but very early, like, you know, we're, we're, we're out of the house by five thirty, five forty-five, wow. And it is still nighttime. The sun has not risen. And, um, it's, it's just interesting to see a neighborhood that I've lived in for a decade. I'm very familiar with at that hour. Cause that is not an hour that I was regularly hanging out outside. Um, and it is has it a, like bumping at that hour or like what's going on? Well, it's interesting. It is definitely like when you do see other people, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Cause it's, it's like two demographics, right? It's like night owls wrapping up whatever shenanigans they were up to. And um like extreme early birds training for a marathon, mm-hmm. you know, or, or like going to work for a, they have a very early shift. Um, and so this is something I don't know. I have to do research. I haven't done any research on it. If I think my neighborhood is being overrun by skunks and I don't know if they've always been here. And I just wasn't up at the hour that they were, prowling around and now I am but it is comical like like anytime we walk by a driveway like one is coming in or one is coming out or like they're crossing the street it's like a farce it's silly like and thank goodness smudgy gets very engrossed in what he's smelling but there's times that a skunk will be walking towards us and i i out loud like come on man turn around (laughs) like get out of here (laughs) but like they're just they're just i mean i will see 10 of them 
it's it's crazy how many skunks there are and like what are you guys doing they're like poking their heads in and out and running here and running there uh mon chéri so beautiful uh yeah there's a lot of skunks in LA I don't know what the I don't know what the like I I I yeah I what's your what's your how do I ask this without sounding absurd I can't what's your emotional reaction when you see a skunk I like them. Mm-hmm. That's, I know you're not supposed to, but I think they're very cute. I think they're a beautiful animal. And I am not afraid of being sprayed because I'm not going to like go to grab it. I'm not going to chase it. And it would be, uh, it would be an improvement. <laughs> oh yeah. boy. But okay. So there is one that was crossing the street, like at us, basically. With the light or against the light? Neither, like mi- middle of the street. Angel. They don't Very they don't good. obey laws at all. Um, so the Joker got run over. So he, I'm guessing it's a he. It could be a she. I don't, I don't know. I really need to do research on skunks. Like, what do they even eat? Is there too many of them in this neighborhood? I think stinky cheese, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. I think that's just the cartoons. Okay. But uh, so one was crossing the street, like at us. And again, somehow Smudgy didn't truly notice, but the skunk noticed us midway in the street and w- and stopped. Was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't walk directly towards a dog. And mm-hmm. um, and I thought that was good instincts, but just at that moment, a car was pulling up mm-hmm. and saw the skunk and laid on its horn, and and like lights on because it's dark out, so it's it's a jarring. Your senses are not ready for any of that. The light, the, the does, horn. Does it, does it uh, Dustin Hoffman impression? Right? Wait, what? In uh, what movie was that? Midnight, Midnight Cowboy. He's like, I'm walking here. Mm-hmm. You know. He did say that, but because the car stopped and honked, then the skunk was like, "Oh shoot, I'm in grave danger," and ran even faster towards us and i was like this is like and then smudgy noticed between the horn and the lights and the skunk running at us but um i there was an issue but i just don't want smudgy getting sprayed because that would be a huge giant right you then you have to get in the bath and you have Mm -hmm. to like i don't know tomato juice or milk Mm -hmm. or whatever all those things are right and it yeah takes forever to get it out and it's not going to come out right away. You're going to have days of like, what is that? Oh, right. It's this. Right. Stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, my mornings have just been this strange, like dodging skunks. <laughs> There's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, cause I go up the hill here a lot and to Hollywood, uh, Heights or whatever the hell it's called. Whitley Heights. Uh, and frequently there will be a skunk that crosses again there's no lights up there so the skunk is not crossing with or against the light it's just like darting out in the middle of stuff um and i am unlike you i am like whoa no thank you you know like i'm just um I get nervous because I'm like, I'm still, and, and you're absolutely right. It's not a big deal at all, but, I'm, but part of me is like, I don't want to fucking track that into my house. Of course. Of course. You don't want to get sprayed. 
You do not want to get sprayed. Well, and the thing is, when Smudgy startled, he acts in a way that startles others. And that is exactly what a skunk would spray. So it's just like, I got to keep these guys apart. And I'm telling you, it's like they come towards us. It's insane. Can you hear that, by the way? Mm-hmm. I was smart enough to turn the dishwasher on like 10 minutes before we started recording because I forgot. And then you uh, text only, me. only very subtly, but um, you have a dishwasher. Yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. His name is Tony. Keep going, Tony. You're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, um, that's the big thing going on with me. Just, I was trying not to have a doom and gloom omicron covid only checking in right well before we get to the doom and gloom omicron covid only checking in i'm also interested because i i I literally literally man uh no not you know but but first of all do you ever deal with any other wildlife besides skunks we um we've seen a bunch of coyotes. We have a lot of coyotes in the neighborhood. In fact, the other day, and when I say the other day, it could have been two weeks ago. Time is very elastic. But um I've never really been too scared of coyotes. I grew up in more wilderness than here, but this sort of ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So um I was very familiar with coyotes. More more coyotes. So many more coyotes. And I was never scared of them because, um, like they're not going to attack a person. There might, there might be a whole pack of them and they might attack your dog or your cat. And my understanding, yeah. Coyotes, my understanding is a coyote might attack a baby, but then I do get afraid because I'm like, what if the coyote thinks I'm, a, a baby. big baby, yeah. You know? um, so I try to maintain some emotional maturity when I'm around coyotes. So right, that, and being like, oh, my taxes, uh, oh, briefcase. Look, I have facial hair, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, black coffee. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I can't be a baby. <laughs> and the coyote's like, oh, I guess it's not a baby. Um, <laughs> but also, have you seen a coyote in person? Like, they're little. They're, yeah, they're like. Have. They're almost like a fox. It scared or me. It really did scare me. <laughs> I was I was coming out of. I mean, this is a long time ago, but I was coming out of UCB one night, and a coyote, like I, so I used to live a half a mile from the UCB theater on the corner of Western and Franklin. Oh wow! This is back in the day, you know, on the Boulevard of Linden, and. Uh, I started, you know, so I used to walk back and forth. So I'm walking and I probably was at birds until two in the morning. So it's like two 30 in the morning or whatever. And I'm walking back on Franklin Avenue and all of a sudden I see a coyote and I was like, Oh shit. Like any, any wildlife to right. me. I'm like, well, oh, you're a city boy could go wrong <laughs> high school in the Bronx, you know, like things could go wrong. And, uh, and then it followed me. Like it would not. Like no. It, like, it had it had five legs, and it was like. That's uh, that is scary. The whole half mile, yeah. I, I felt like it was stalking. It was. It definitely was following. Did it me think you were a baby on purpose? And I, yeah, and I was going like, I 
I voted in the last election. <laughs> Retirement <laughs> accounts. <laughs> Would you like me to buy you some beer? Oh, my joints. <laughs> I love not drugs, but I mean yeah. <laughs> arthritis. Um, medication. But the but the other day, so oh, all of that said, I'm not. I've never been scared of coyotes. Even like when I you hear them doing their like. That was the worst coyote impression of all time. But uh it 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 doesn't ever scare me. It's like, yeah, they're they're living their life, they're doing their thing. It has nothing to do with me, is what I mean. Like it's not, it doesn't feel personally threatening. I'm saying that because I've had roommates who are like, oh, do you hear that? And I'm like, they're not gonna break in. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I get also, I guess when you a, hear them, you're like, they're not close, they're right, right, far right. away. It is an unsettling sound. I will give, I guess I'm, I'm, uh, I could argue all of the sides of this, but I've never personally been scared of them. But now that I have Smudgy, who's like legitimately snack size, yeah. Yeah, like, it's like, okay, I have to be on guard because if a coyote is around and is hungry enough, that's not a great situation. Right. And so I've been on a walk with Smudgy and I've seen a coyote. Well, I've had coyote encounters twice. Uh, one time the coyote was like a like catty corner from us. Um, and I was like, oh, here we go. And he looked at us. And <laughs> I know this isn't what happened, but this is how I perceived it. Like he, he looked at me, he looked at Smudgy and he was like, oh. And he walked the other way. <laughs> He's like, I don't want any part of it. He's like, I am hungrier than that. Yeah, like, uh, this looks shitty. <laughs> you're claiming that it was a coyote encounter of the second kind. Because <laughs> when you said I had a coyote, I was thinking it was probably a coyote encounter the first kind where you just saw one. But you're saying it was a second kind. And I, you know, I don't know if this is accurate, but second kind would be where you see it and it also sees you. It goes. Oh, oh, definitely. Definitely. You know? Definitely. And then even more recently than that, I was walking smudgy. I was on Sunset Boulevard mm-hmm. and a, a, um, a coyote just, tr- again, it's early morning, so I guess it's fine, crosses Sunset Boulevard on Coronado. And I was like, the ball's on him. A second one. Big balls, huh? A second one follows. A third one follows. And I was like, what the? There's like a coyote party going on. Yeah. But like, it was daylight already. This wasn't nighttime. And it was. Either they were finishing up shenanigans or they were training for a marathon. Probably. I think the shenanigans. But I was like, y'all are late. Like, go home because this is Sunset Boulevard. You're going to get hit by a, a truck, like, not just a little car. This right. is like almost a freeway at this point. And and what, so coyotes, yeah, skunks, coyotes. I mean, it is kind of crazy because this is a big city, but mm-hmm. for you, not you, but I kind of forget how intertwined with wild areas the whole city is especially up around here where griffith park is not so far away you know and and things come over from there but uh the other one i see a lot of is i don't know if you've seen any uh (laughs) reaco ones uh 
I don't know what you call them, but uh, I came back here one night, and again, this is a long time ago, but I a friend of mine was dropping me off. She pulled up in front of my building. I got out of the car, and I started to walk up the stairs to go into the building, and directly to my left was... I don't know how to describe it, but it was a tangle of like 12 no. fighting with each other. Yes. Like, like a Royal rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Like going crazy. And I, and I just ran, I ran. <laughs> like not getting along. Fighting. Yes. Fighting. Uh, or it was very, very rough group sex. Right. Uh, but I, but my my perception was that they were unhappy was with each other. Yes, and I did not want to attract their. Like you don't want to be the thing that makes everybody unite in that moment. Yes. You know, of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, guys. Why are we going after ourselves? What about that guy? Right. You know? So I just ran. I literally ran all the way up the hill up to <laughs> just to be like. I don't want to deal with this, you know? Um, and it was between my stairs, between the so, street and my so stairs. So did you not go home? Yeah. Like, uh, well, I, you know. Eventually. I was up there and I wandered around and, you know, ran into a couple of skunks and a couple of. And you're like. <gasps> yeah. Uh, no, I think I just hung out for, I was like, they can't. Because the thing about fights that you don't get when you watch a movie is people can't last that long. Yeah. A very specific training, you know. And I always assume the same is true for raccoons, that unless they've really. You always assume that. Yeah. I'm like, unless they've spent a lot of time going like three minutes, one minute rest, three minutes, one minute rest, like full out the whole time. It's like 30 seconds in, they're going to be winded and they're going to be like, okay, let's mm-hmm. time out, time out. Let's, let's find a way to work this out. You know, right? Because a real fight is just over that quick. You know, it does not go on the way it does in the movies. That's not how people. That's not how creatures, organisms. That's not how their organs. Um, yeah, and raccoons have those like claw hands, which seems scary. Um, I see possums occasionally. And squirrels, which I guess is an interest. I feel like squirrels are everywhere. Country, yeah. city, like, who squirrels cares? Are, squirrels are not at all interesting. Notable. Possums are, you know, they definitely go on the list. And the other thing I used to see all the time back when I used to, when I used to do stand-up in, over in the valley in people's yards, it would, you'd see, you'd always see rats running along the power lines, you know. For some reason, in like Burbank and Studio City, there's just a huge infestation of rats who live in the trees over there. Mm. And I think that's probably true around here too. I just haven't done a lot of stand up in people's driveways out here. <laughs> right. Um, so, what else? Anything else? Um, no, but have you ever had an encounter with the mountain lion that lives in Los Angeles? The, there's one mountain lion? Mm hmm. No, I haven't. It has, it's, it has a name, like P13 or something. Let me see. That's not a name. That's a letter and a number. Oh, Is it a robot? Well. Is it a robot? Because it sounds like it has a robot name. Um, no, I, I, I'm also fascinated by what you were talking about in terms of 
that hour of the day that is both the nighttime and the morning time. So there's mm -hmm. two different, in fact, I have a pilot that I'm working on and the very first thing I wanted to do in the pilot, like the opening scene is somebody out jogging who, because there's a guy, we've talked about this a million times, but Plowboy Liquors down the hill, there's a guy who's a bouncer there who's from one town over from me back east. And so I always like talk to him when I go there and he wants to know, he wants to know about the public pool over in, in our, in our area back East. He's like, have you been to the, you know, have you been to Wilson's woods? And I'm like, what went on with him at Wilson's woods? <laughs> he's he's obsessed like, with he definitely like lost his virginity there. <laughs> um, You're like, it's not going to be as good as you remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it was like a huge, huge public pool complex that we used to go to when I was a kid. But um but my idea was to see this person out running like in the, you know, at dawn basically. And then they run up and run into this guy who is still working outside the liquor store because it's still. Right. You know, and he's like, his shift isn't over yet. Well, he's like, he's like, you know, six to 7am is the worst time because that's the time when, we start serving alcohol again and the people who've been up all night and have run out, come back for refills, but you know, for their, for their last set of refills before they, so anyway, I've just been focusing on that, on that confluence of things and that time period, you know, cause I think it's a funny, like some people are out of their minds and other people are like, I gotta be healthy. you know. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting. Mix. It's also, like I said, I've been watching the sunrise and it's been really beautiful and it's great. Um, unfortunately, Smudgy doesn't seem to have a lot of appreciation for it. So it'll be like rising and I'll say, oh, let's, let's walk towards it, Smudgy. And he'll be like, nah, <laughs> let's go behind this dumpster where you well, can't all see the shit it. going on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So anything else? What, what, what did you find the mountain lion? What's the mountain lion's name? Oh, um, it's P22. P22. I think it was named that, you know, by scientists, like a tagging, but it's theorized. He is the only mountain lion in Griffith park. Like, mm -hmm. like, a. it's kind of sad. <laughs> he doesn't have anyone to mate with or, he doesn't have a. I know that story. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, and, but yeah, he's beautiful. I I love a good mountain lion. I've had a, an encounter of the second kind with a mountain lion. I think I've told that story on this podcast before. But about your dog. Mm -hmm. Domino. Domino coming over the bank. Mm -hmm. Uh. Now. That's interesting that you mentioned that because full disclosure, and I did full, full disclosure. I did just text you about this recently, but I watched another bit of our favorite TV show, La Brea, and there was a scene where they're wandering through the woods. And I actually figured something out about that today as well. Uh, but they're wandering through the woods. It's like this little kid 
or I don't know, somebody they're looking for this little kid and he's off by himself and whatever. And the guy, the kid, the, the kid, the, the son sees the kid who's actually his father through the woods. <laughs> and he's like, he's spoiler like, alert, anyone. Yeah. Like, oh, there, there's the kid. That's my father. And, <laughs> but he's driving a Jeep and he's going to go track it down. And then he looks and he sees, I don't know what it was. I guess it was like a, like a saber tooth tiger, was, yeah. But it wasn't oh, a saber tooth tiger. Right. It was like a leopard, and I was like, yeah. "Why? You know, it's a cartoon. So why can't they just make it a saber tooth? Make it a dinosaur? Like what yeah, are we doing? Was already that before, or make right. it a camel? Use a real camel like they did at the other, or the cow? Maybe the cow because they're, <laughs> they're also looking for cows at the same. How did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh my god, watching the the leopard or whatever the fuck it was and it was gigantic proportionally to i mean it was like a well it was prehistoric times so the mammals were bigger it was like a 40 foot leopard and seeing this kid driving his jeep to save (laughs) his father who's actually littler than he is and and he crashes the jeep into the leopard and the left but it's a cartoon leopard so it's almost like (laughs) who framed roger rabbit the whole time or chester cheetah Yes. Oh my God. I was like, holy shit, this show got picked up for a second season. It's, I, it's unreal. I um we gotta keep moving. We gotta keep moving. <laughs> Are you gonna say your theory? But that's how no, they, I know. That's how they make things important on the show is like they'll stop and have a conversation and people will be like, but remember, we fell through a hole in the time-space continuum, and now we're here in a different time from when we were in Los Angeles which is up there through that hole that's in the light. But if the light closes before we get the kid who's my father, who's younger than I am, through the hole, then I'll die. We can't allow that to happen. And then somebody goes, we got to keep moving. Like, that's that's how they move on to the next thing. Like, that's that's the scene blow in every scene is like, let's keep going. We got to keep moving. I also love how much every single character buys into everything immediately. Like truly all of the characters should be like, what? Mm-hmm. We're where? But they're all like, yep, we're in a space-time continuum. And yes. like, <laughs> like, like they did say they did finally, somebody finally said what I knew they were going to say, which is basically they quoted uh, Rust Cole from True Detective because she was like, because they were like, this, this this rift is 1988. And the guy was like, but we came from 2021. And then she's like, time is a flat circle. Like, they <laughs> just doing. Like, don't worry about it. Basically. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I kept saying when we were watching the episodes that I was like, oh my God, I want so badly to go through the 1989. Um, space-time continuum and immediately it's like relax go do it like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and everybody would have like giant uh block of seagulls hair yes. and like, like a, a med- t-shirt with a tie on you know because <laughs> everybody was like that in the 1980s right. i just saw an episode of friends where that happened like they they did a flashback to a college party where like Ross and Chandler were friends in college and Monica and uh, Jennifer Aniston go to visit them and they show up and Chandler's there. Ch- and so- I love the like mix of character names and actor names. <laughs> like it's, it's it's a wild 
Cacophony. So they they go to the they go to the Ross and Chandler party. They're looking for David Schwimmer, but they can't find him. So they're just talking to Chandler. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston goes, "Hey, uh, hey, Matthew Perry, listen, um, <laughs> Brad Pitt's Matthew, ex-wife." <laughs> but he, so it's him playing a younger version of himself, and it's just the cartooniest, right. like of like not how any human crazy, being actually yeah, looks. He does like crazy moose up. <laughs> And the clothes are so funny. And every, all the extras are dressed the same and have the same haircut. And, you know, it's like, oh, oh, right. That's what the 80s was like. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So, yeah, it would be fun. But what I realized, because I was always like, where did they shoot this? This is like, you know, like it, it looks very. Uh, it's like New Zealand or something, wild. right? Well, yes. Australia, Melbourne, ah. Australia. And that's even funnier that they're like, oh, those hills, that's Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it looks exactly like Hollywood. Uh, but that also explains to me why there's so many characters on the show who are like, oh, I was just a regular guy living in, in Los Angeles, the way people do. I'm there to be famous. You know, I, you know, so I'm like, because I always was like, why the fuck are there so many Australian actors on this show and now I get it it's like those are the cheapest people to hire because they decided to shoot over there right I um this has just become a La Brea hash out this is just a teaser of what's going to be like when season two oh, I can't wait but um also how um we got to keep moving by the way sure uh it was fun to watch in a group like not to rub it in because it was fun to like be like, there's no way they're gonna. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, um, and um, but so when when we were about to reveal that the little kid is the kid's father in the past, um, we all like someone in the group theorized that that's what it was gonna be, and somebody else was like, no, like the flash. The flashes that the father is having are in scenes that the kid was not there. And and I think it was Charlie who, who my friend Charlie was like, no, they showed a couple of scenes of like inserts of that little kid just spying. And so that way they can get away with he saw any he was always lurking early in the scene. So like sure, he saw a scene that he wasn't in. And it's just like, ugh, okay. Like That feels like something, and and this is what I do in my classes all the time, where I'm like, it feels I have real no weird. idea how this process went, but I always try to game out like what the writer's process was, and what the process was in the writer's room. That feels like something where <laughs> this is. They were like, oh no, let's show some scenes of him watching. So that yeah, I- like they were like, it's wait a second, we have all these things where he flashes back to stuff, but he wouldn't have been there. How do we fix that? And then somebody was like, what if we just show him lurking a few times and then we get the idea that he's always around you never know what he's picking and up. and those memories were locked and loaded things that he were not he was not involved with that yeah. that was some of the most important things to him yeah and and you know to go back to the idea that this show is their attempt to recreate the magic of lost now i never watched lost Did yeah you me neither it? i watched one episode and i was like i'm good <laughs> Well, I had a tremendous amount of resentment towards that show, which is apparently a theme. That doesn't sound like you at all. (laughs) But it was during my first writing job 
on Love Inc. in mm. uh, for UPN, which of course we all remember that show and uh, that network. <laughs> and that network, right? Kiss of Death. Uh, but I mean, I loved working on it, and I had a great time, and I learned so much. That was an incredible year that I worked on that show. But it was also a year where it was it was a it was a uh, multi camera sitcom, which meant we shot the episodes live every Friday night. And so there was a very specific production schedule where we had to read the script for that, for that Friday's episode on Monday morning, block the script on Tuesday, uh, run it on Wednesday, rewrite it on Wednesday afternoon, rewrite the following week's script on Thursday to get it to the actors by Friday afternoon for the Monday morning table read and then rewrite the script for Friday and do the script for Friday. So anyway, what that meant was it was very time oriented. Yes. And what would happen was the show lost aired on Sunday nights. And so, and everybody on the staff watched the show. And so we would come in on Monday morning and do. And you're like, we got stuff to do. Let's, let's get right read. to it. We would start. We would always start with a table read because we knew that we were going to shoot that script on Friday night. So everybody would come in, and it was you know like uh, this week's episode was written by blah blah blah, and everybody would go hooray, and we read through the whole thing, and it would get laughs and whatever, and then we would go back to the writers' room, and everybody would be like, "Can you believe what happened last night on Lost?" And that would be the rest of the day would be just discussing last night's episode of Lost, which I was not watching. Right. And refused to because I was like, this is an absurd waste of time. Because then what would happen was because we spent the entire day Monday not working and just talking about Lost, by Tuesday afternoon, we would be way behind on everything we had to do for the week which meant that Wednesday we would stay until three in the morning, four in the morning, Thursday, we would stay until three in the morning, four in the morning, and then Friday we would shoot. And so, you know, you only stayed as long as it took to shoot the episode, which sometimes was longer than others, but it was never more than three or four hours. But it meant that two days a week, we were staying till three or four or sometimes five in the morning, wasting an entire day talking about this goddamn TV show. So anyway, I never, I never watched it, but in the episode that I was watching today, because the whole thing about Lost was all these people are in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the series, you find out more and more about each of them and where they well, came from and what their it, backstory was. It feels like the first show, and I could be totally wrong and you could correct me, but it feels like the first show that was the whole point of it was what the fuck is going on like i have to keep watching to even under to like you have to get to the end it it scratches the itch like it, it gives you more questions Actually, than answers. the first show that did that no i'm kidding was the know. twilight zone um but uh but now i it feels like a lot of shows do that or at least attempt to do that where it worked, where it's, it worked really well for lost and everybody's trying to recreate that so map. there's a lot of pilots like the whole point is to be like confounding and it's mm-hmm. like yes but you can't be so confounding that it's just like i don't want to watch it anymore you or know I don't understand or it doesn't make any yeah. sense or i don't or, care yeah who cares um which happens a lot <laughs> 
like this one, although apparently people cared enough to get it picked up for a second season. But in this episode, which is the ninth of the 10 episodes of the first season. Oh, so you're almost done. I'm almost done. I cannot wait. I I cannot. Well, I did watch the previews for the next episode. It looks like a fucking doozy. doozy. I'm telling you, I was standing up and shut like I was watching a football game. But so funny when we've talked about this before, but I hadn't seen it before. And it's the moment where, first of all, it's like it, it reminded me of Bill Pullman's speech in Independence Day, where he goes, "And this will be our Independence Day," and then they go off to fight the aliens. Right. And this was the guy, the stoner guy, getting up on the car and going like, "Oh, now you will think of me as a stoner, and I don't think that's invalid because I am mostly stoned all the time." But who is with me? We're going to capture a cow to get milk and cheese and all kinds of useful things. And nobody says anything. They all just wander away. Like it was such a weird anti Like nobody's like, I don't think that's a good idea. They all just, all the extras are standing there and then they're like, they're like don't talk, don't talk, don't talk. We have to pay you. Don't talk, don't talk. Exactly. <laughs> and then the girl who was with the guy who got killed is well, like, and, and they were all mad at her because she kidnapped someone. Right. <laughs> So the two of them take off to look, or she doesn't even, she doesn't even tell him. She just follows him into the woods when he goes to look for a cow and then catches up with him. And he's like, why are you following me? I'm a stoner. There's no reason for you to think I'm a leader kind of person. And, and whatever the case, how do they even get to it? Who knows? But there's a long fucking chunk. Like they just stop. This, this was, this was one where they did not add uh, drama by going, we have to keep moving because this is what happened. They, they're looking for this cow. He's like, if we get this cow, we can do what humans have done since time immemorial and use it for all sorts of domestic products like milk and cheese. And perhaps it'll have offspring we can use for leather to protect us when certainly winter will get chilly around here. <laughs> even with all the light in the sky. But he goes, he goes, what's your, what's your fucking deal to this woman, basically? Mm-hmm. And she does this long monologue about like. Can I say something, Bill? Yeah. I think she's the best actor on the show. I don't agree. but She's I, the only person I like kind of, I'm like, I believe that the insane circumstances that are happening, like I actually believe that you are in them because everyone else is like oh my god we're in this time space continuum well, no, like, seriously because i'm a stoner but i should let you know that i do i was getting my masters in a place near La Brea, oh, he so knows the dates that cows were invented or like off the <laughs> top of his head he said this is right around the time cows were invented <laughs> Um, but anyway, she does this whole long monologue about how she was kidnapped and she didn't know any better. And she thought he was doing, she thought the guy who kidnapped her was helping her and blah, blah, blah. And it's clearly some kind of like religious cult or whatever that Mm -hmm. she was a part of and whatever. And it just, it's like, first of all, all of it is stuff we already inferred from what has happened already. Like. Not everyone. They have to spoon feed <laughs> yes. people. But it was no, not any information, nor was it any interesting information, nor was it important information. Like it doesn't. It's not affecting anything going forward. Or I mean, is it? 
Right. That's it true. Defi- it, it, it definitely is, Sean. Just <laughs> you wait. <laughs> yeah. but, but what was the best thing about it was like, I, the way the scene ended was she, she's going on and on about, you know, and then I traveled around the country with him. And then we met this other, there's another kid that they kidnapped together who she's been, you know, whatever. And, and then all of a sudden you just hear. <laughs> so the cow found them. I was like, keep it moving. <laughs> yes. That was basically it. The cow got the memo and was like, yeah, we got to keep this moving. We got to keep moving. Stop, guys. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what a, what a treat. What a treat that is. And I still have one more episode uh, to go. So I did a photo shoot today. Oh. Yeah. Um, like headshots? <laughs> no. Uh, no, uh, uh, the alumni magazine of my college is doing an article about, I guess it's an, I I can't figure it out. You think it's going to be a smear piece? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said today. Well, what what it is, is, and I couldn't tell if this was the article or if this was just an idea for a series of articles of things that used to happen at college at that college that don't happen anymore. Mm. And one of the things, and that's why they were. We Is people going into class in person. <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, no, it was about a comedy group that I was in when I was there. We, we had a sketch comedy group, uh, Holy Crosses, uh, uh, you know, mascot is the crusader which you can't even have that as your mascot anymore but it's always been that and so our comedy group was called the crusadists and i guess it only lasted about 15 years and i was there kind of right smack dab in the middle of it so it doesn't exist anymore so they're doing an article about all these people who did that when they were in school and the fact that it's gone and what was what did people get out of it and all that stuff because one of the things was it was not connected to the school like it was, we were all in school there but it wasn't like an official right. activity it wasn't run by the college it wasn't funded right. by the college or anything and uh and anyway so today they asked us so so several of us there was about like 10 or 11 people in the group when i was there and they got in touch with one of the people who got like four of us to be interviewed. And then today we were going to uh, take pictures, but literally pictures just like this, like a, like a zoom, you know, just everybody in their little zoom thing and a screenshot of that, you know, uh, because that's all anybody's doing at this point. Like right. It's, like, and the people that I was in the pictures with were in Colorado and Arizona and New Hampshire, you know, so it wasn't like we could have just gotten together and done something together. But it was funny because somebody was like, should we put like costumes on or something? And I was like, no. <laughs> veteran of 30 years of like sketch group photos. No, we should not. <laughs> I absolutely advocate against that. I didn't stop everybody because there was a couple shots taken with various accoutrements. Like but- what? I don't know. At some point, somebody went and put on like a cowboy hat and a blanket as if they were like a like a good, the bad and the ugly kind of thing. And, you know, but uh, but that that is what I said in the middle of it all. I was like, do you guys think if the, the 
because I can't get a sense really. Do you think this might just be a big smear against us? Like that's the point of the article is to denigrate our comedy from 35 <laughs> years ago? <laughs> to cancel you? Uh, but w- which by the way, would be easy to do. I'm sure based on what we did 35 years ago. I mean, just based on the name of the mascot and the name of the sketch team. Crusaders. <laughs> yeah. You think sadism is funny? Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that was my, that was my big thing for the day. And what I did was, uh, I was like, I can't have this be the background for this photo. That's going to be in my alumni magazine. Like this is just too. No, I'm puking in my mouth right now. It's disgusting. (laughs) So I like set up a whole thing in my office where I had, you know, the bookshelf set up. Uh, I read (laughs) books. I have this, I have that. I have my, my Rick Fox bobblehead doll, you know, and my, you know, and uh, so my friend Pete, who organized the whole thing, you know, got on the Zoom first. And I've just Zoomed with him in real life a number of times over the course of this whole thing. And he was like, whoa, you got a new setup in your, like, what's going on there? And I was like, no. Literally, the computer, my laptop was on a, like, a TV table. Like, balance it. Like, yeah, <laughs> on books. Yes, it was, it was up on books, not wasn't a desk or anything but i was like nobody knows that you can't see it so who cares you know so basically what i'm saying is my entire life is a sham everyone's is um so that was my uh, literally that was my big moment of excitement for the week was that's exciting though did you guys get to talk to each other during the shoot not really, because it was all just about that. There wasn't even anybody else there. It was just the four of us, and Pete was taking the taking the screenshots. Um, and then he was like, this is a problem that I think it's funny to do bits, to push bits farther, but sometimes it's hard to understand them, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think that was true in this case, uh, but... He took a bunch of pictures and then he sent them to all of us and was like, tell me which ones you like. And of course, I don't like any of the ones that I'm smiling in, which is the ones that everybody else liked because they were just smiling the whole time. But I was like, you know, I defer to you guys, whatever you want to do, I'm okay with. And so my friend Sean picked, he was like, this one is probably the best picture. This is the best one. And Pete was like, I agree, but maybe I'll just send her two and she can decide. And Sean wrote back and said, why would you send more? Like, pick the one you like the most and make they'll use the one you don't like. Yeah. Like, why would you give another one? And so I was like, I feel like if we send more, it'll point out how good the one we like is and be more convincing. So maybe we should take some more pictures and do bad, more bad ones and then send like 50 bad ones so that the good one really stands out. And people are like, um, you know, my calendar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, and I, and I, you know, I sent that and I was like, I'm pretty sure everybody, everybody got the joke. So I didn't, I didn't feel bad about that, but 
the reason that stuck out to me is because I was trying to arrange or not. I was trying to arrange. We were all trying to arrange a, a, a meetup, a FaceTime, a Zoom call, whatever, call it what you will, with a number of people. I'll say the number. It's with four other people besides myself. Okay. And and that's a lot of people to find a good mm-hmm. time with, you know. And I'm on the West Coast, and they're all on the East Coast, and that's always problematic because for some reason that three hours just makes a huge difference. Like it's always a fucking problem, one way or the other. Um. But we finally narrowed it down to a couple of times, (laughs) like this time or this time. And somebody was like, I'm going to pull the trigger and say, let's do it at this time. And then immediately somebody else was like, like, I'm not available. Well, no, no, no. Available. But like, I can only be available for like 15 minutes at that time. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, are you? kidding and then of course it turned out they were kidding but this was all on text so it was like nobody knew that this person was kidding they just like the joke was saying i'm only available for 15 minutes and it's like that's not exaggerated enough right 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 30 seconds or something would make it a joke like when i go we should take 50 more pictures and send all of them I think that exaggerates it enough to make people go, oh, he's joking. He's right, right, right. Serious. In addition to the initial idea being absurd. But when somebody goes, I can be there at that time, but I can only be there for 15 minutes. It's like, is that a joke? That's not a joke. That's just a lie. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, this is making me think of two things. I'm saying this out loud so I don't ro- forget to mention two things. First off, because it's a Zoom photo shoot, um, how come you couldn't just send in like a selfie? Why did it have to be done together? I think it was just all four of us together. Okay. One of it, you know, um, and I'm sure if anybody was, you could just edit it to look that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you're you're that's above all of our pay grades. Sure. Okay. The second thing is. You talking about joking and the other guy joking, it reminded me that I was sassy. I was like myself and sassy at a work meeting for the first time since I've gotten into this new role. Mm -hmm. And I was very proud of myself. (laughs) It made me feel like, oh, I think I'm comfortable. Like I'm me, I'm home. But, um, and it got pretty big laughs. And I hope the people who didn't laugh don't think I'm, the worst asshole in the world, but can I tell you what it was? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have this year-long initiative for Gabby's Dollhouse where we're celebrating the characters' birthdays, and there's a character birthday each month of the Sorry, year. What is it for? Gabby's Dollhouse is a show we have. It's a preschool show. It's very popular. But, but I thought I just didn't hear you the first time, and I was like, if I get her to repeat it, I'll rem- I'll know what this I'll is. T- I clearly know this famous thing, and it is famous if you had a three year old. Um, but so yeah, we're doing a year long initiative where we're celebrating the different characters' birthdays, and so I was talking about that on a call with our PR team, and midway through, <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about it. Okay. Um, 
one of one of the ladies in PR was like, um, so these birthdays, did you guys just make up the dates or like dot dot dot? And I completely straight faced was like, no, those are the days the characters were born. <laughs> and um and I was so deadpan that that like people were confused. <laughs> It's like, what are you talking about? They're, They're fictional characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I just thought because it comes on George Washington's birthday that maybe you were doing it in honor of someone else. Or... <laughs> and so people eventually caught on. No, people were like dying laughing, but I I just hope that the person who I directed that at didn't feel like a dickhead. Um, but she's she's sassier than all of them, so I think it's fine. But it that is the problem with jokes like that is that they can backfire because the person goes, "Oh, you think I'm stupid? Like you think right. that's a stupid question?" And it was. Well, I was just like, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Right. Um, but that said, when you're in a role of responsibility, it feels like you shouldn't be joking around. That. She's above me. You can crush people. She's above me. She's got more seniority, more she pay. I'm fine. Punching down, you know. I'm I'm punching up. She's higher than me. <laughs> Just saying, if somebody is in the pecking order, is somewhere below you, it feels unfair to be. Yeah, I would never. I would never going after them i know so it's just something to think about in that situation. <laughs> are you are you scolding me for making a joke <laughs> who knows it's text we can't tell, we can't tell what the context is um all right let's take a break and uh and then we'll come back we'll do a segment that we like to call we call it this but we also like to call it uh parting shots and that's uh and that's like when uh parting shots is is similar to when a ship uh is leaving is leaving port and the fortress in the port fires a salute as the ship is leaving and the ship fires a salute in return mm-hmm. It's called parting shots. Yeah, but we'll do it with our words. I actually have a rifle. (laughs) Please no. Please no. Right back. All right. Bye-bye. back you're listening to the long shot it is a podcast that is not about playing for the miami heat it's not about basketball <laughs> um it's different from that. uh by the way we've talked about this a million times before but i still whenever i sign in or whenever i go click on a zoom link including for this show um without signing into zoom first so i am in my own account it shows up aaron's name our sound engineer on the screen 
And I don't think about that all the time. And so again, today, when I was meeting with people for this photo shoot, I it's clicked the Zoom link and I could see, first of all, of course it was difficult to coordinate this, coordinate the time. My friend Pete, who set the whole thing up accidentally, we were supposed to meet at 6 p.m. Eastern time, which is 3 p.m. here and 5 p.m. in Colorado or 4 p.m. in Colorado. Right. Like, whatever the hook. And he made the zoom, uh, uh, invite for 5 PM Eastern time. So uh, he sent everybody the thing and then I got it. And I sent an email back to everybody like, Oh, you know, I thought we said we were doing this at six. Then there was somebody else who was supposed to be coming who we didn't know if they were coming or not, whatever the case, Pete was by himself when I came in and I know that it said Aaron on the thing. And before I could, before I could turn on my mic and visually like be like, it's me, it's me. I saw him just go and like sign out, like start to sign out. Oh no. So I clicked on the mic and I was like, Pete, Pete, it's me. It's me. I'm here. I'm here. And so he was like, Oh, I thought I was in the wrong zoom. Oh no. But he set up. <laughs> like how could it be wrong? Up, yeah. Um, it shows you how goofy the people I went to school with are those crusaders. Uh, so it's time for a segment on the show that we like to call parting shots. Let's start today with Amber. Sure. So, um, I think last week I talked about one of my highlights was the fact that we got a big, new, beautiful TV. You did. You said it was like 95 inches or something. Well, this is it right here. Mm. It doesn't work. (laughs) Like two inches. Um, (laughs) Oh no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It it just stopped turning on like the 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 light from inside wouldn't work. So you would see that it was on and if you looked closely you can see like outlines of things and sound but there was no visuals and um everything's fine now but it definitely created a bit of a meltdown in our household last night. Because, like, this bad boy is pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. And Jeff, it's actually ironic and hilarious because Jeff keeps the box for every appliance. And it drives me crazy. I'm like, when we move, we could put it in a different box. Like, now we have to store all these stupid boxes. What box do we keep the boxes in? Right. Um. But ironically, in this case, he's like, I'm getting rid of this box because it's taking up so much room. It's way too big. I mean, he got rid of it maybe two days ago. Mm -hmm. And um, so now he's like, now I have to return this goddamn thing. I don't have a box. It won't fit in our car. It weighs 80 pounds. Like, like logistically, how can I even return this? Mm -hmm. Um, And... I think it was also like a meltdown situation because we both had maybe slightly stressful days at work. It's a very stressful universe, society, culture that we're living in. Everybody is just under the gun right now. And so I will. And typically we would have been like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put on a TV show to to get our mind off of it. And we couldn't even do that. Um, 
you can't put on a TV show to get your mind off your TV when your TV is the thing you need your mind taken off of. Right, 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 right. And I, I'm not proud of it. And I'm, I am proud of myself for not saying it out loud. But while Jeff was melting down last night, I was like in my head being like, our too big TV doesn't work. Like if this is our biggest problem, we're doing okay. Like look at the world right now. But I didn't, at the time, I didn't say that because- Everybody feel- exists in their own reality. And feelings too. are valid, you know? Yeah. Um, and and I know that. But in my head, I was like, we're, we're okay. <laughs> we're doing A-okay if it's like, I don't know. Um, Somebody else being successful doesn't take away from you being successful. Other people having TVs that work doesn't take away from you not having a TV <laughs> or, or having a TV that not works. Um, and we never got rid of the old little one. So right before this call, that's why this is here. We set up the little one and now it looks like a postage stamp because we're, we're, we were used to seeing that. Um, so everything's fine. Everything is fine. He, we typically don't use Amazon a lot. Um, because I'm, I am a, I think that it's an unethical company, and I try not to support it, even though I know every website is pretty much hosted by Amazon, and you're supporting Amazon even when you don't mean to be supporting Amazon because it's like an all-inclusive everywhere company. I try to consciously at least not add to that by purchasing things from Amazon, or we don't watch, we don't have Amazon Prime. I'm not a hero. It's just. That is the well. Of- I think you are a hero in a sense because you just taught me that it's actually not called amazing. I thought this whole time I thought I knew why they called <laughs> amazing. <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I don't know. We all have our like lines in the sand, the the little tiny things we do to red to- lines in the sand. I mean, that's what happened with Syria with the Obama sure. administration. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. No, but like the things that we do where it's like, (sighs) there's no ethical consumption in capitalism, but you have to draw a line somewhere so that you can look yourself in the mirror and and live with yourself. Anyway, all of that said, we got the TV on Amazon (laughs) because we had gotten an Amazon gift card from his family. It's like a hilarious thing because every time we're like, we don't really use Amazon. We always get an Amazon gift card. But this is a gift card. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't have to use Amazon. This is a gift card. <laughs> anyway, so we got, we, we, the the gift card didn't cover the whole TV, but, you know, it, it was like a good discount. And then we bit the bullet and just used Amazon. I know how, I know how gift cards work. But... Um, all of that said, so Jeff was just like beside himself of like, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. And I'm going to have to like, I don't, it, it, it's like a full-time job to figure out how to return this goddamn TV. Yeah. And so um, at one point this morning, he's like, I'm calling customer service right now. Like kind of pray for me. I like, I need to be built up. I don't, I don't know if I can handle this right now. Right. Because he calls customer service and then he's just on hold for an hour. Right. And then or they're like, you can't. And, yeah. yeah. He came back 15 minutes later and he was like, that was the most pleasant 
experience I've ever had with customer service. They were like, oh yeah, we've heard multiple people have this problem with that TV. That sounds like a big bummer. Um, just get a box. It doesn't even have to be pretty. Like go to Home Depot. It could be any box. And somebody's coming to pick it up on Tuesday. And we're and so he's like, I know we don't like Amazon, but that was pretty great. <laughs> like something like that is just Amazon. <laughs> I mean, amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, t- like this is not this didn't happen with this TV, but the TV I had before this because before we had these fucking flat screens. I don't know if you remember, but you think this is heavy? They were right. insane, and so. Years. And also awkward. Like it's not just heavy. It's like there's yeah. no good way to, to balance. It. Yes, yeah. exactly right. Um, so years ago, when I got my first big TV out here, which was before flat screens. So by big, I mean it was like twenty four hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, it was so heavy, and I got it at Best Buy, and the guy who like brought it from the storeroom down to the garage with me to put it in my car. The two of us are trying to get it in the car and it's like, it's not going to fit. Like it right. just doesn't fit. But, so let's yeah. just take it out of the box. We'll just take, we don't need the, I don't need the box. I don't save. <sighs> sorry, Jeff. I don't save boxes. I don't. So I didn't need the box. So we took it out of the box and we put it in the backseat of my car. And then I was like, I can't get this out by myself. So for three days, I was just driving around with, with a, TV. a fucking giant TV oh in my, my back because I had to schedule to like, have somebody come over and help me carry the TV from my car into the house. And you're just being like, "Hey, everyone, break into my car! You can exactly. get a big like, TV." Like I couldn't, you know. And I, like, <laughs> do I park on the street? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Or do I park on the street? Because if somebody can steal that TV, they like deserve it. you deserve it. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a crane, they would have to come with a crane and break into the car, and know? a team of men and a dolly. <laughs> it would be like that Spike Lee movie about the inside man. I forget what it was called. <laughs> um, but it was also funny because, again, everything is fine now. But there was a dark moment about this time last night where I was laughing because. The TV was was what I mentioned as like a high point of my life. And it felt very symbolic that it broke. <laughs> like it, just, like, it was a huge we, disappointment. Yeah. We can't have anything. And, uh, and it's also funny how your mind just can do terrible things, you know? Because I totally empathize with Jeff's misgivings about getting on the phone with anybody. Like, I just don't want to do that ever. Right. I had a, I had a thing the other night where I pay my maintenance through a website every month and I could set up recurring payments, but I just don't want to do that because Mm -hmm. having, having had this happen to me in the past, I just have, too much fear about not being able to pay the maintenance and getting fucked over because it's like overdraft, double late payment. Yeah. Yeah. That has happened to me. And it's very expensive to to be poor. Yes, exactly. And uh, so I went to pay the other night. And the thing about this is if you don't pay by the middle of the month, 
you get charged interest because you're late. And the thing about that is the middle of the month is the 15th. But if you pay like on the 10th, sometimes they don't process your payment quickly okay. enough. And so you get charged. <sighs> and so I always try to pay the first couple of days of the month. For whatever reason, I didn't do that this month. I finally got there on like the 10th. And I was like, oh, I have plenty of time left. And I could not get into the website to make the payment. No. And so I'm like, oh, fuck. So I have to call the goddamn uh, 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 management company. And of course, my experience with them is right. they never call me back. They, they just don't call me back. Like, they, you know, hey, this is Sean. I live at this address. You guys manage the property. This is the problem right now. We've had a problem where there's been problems with the door in the garage. You can't open the door because it's too heavy. And then somebody tried to open it with their key and the key snapped off in the lock. And then Oh, wow. Somebody who lives here was like, I'm going to change the lock myself and change no. the lock. And that immediately broke and blah, you know, but when I put somebody on an email and said, Hey, this is fucked up. Like you can't get out of the garage unless you have your clicker. And that feels like a fire code violation. Totally. Uh, although I could just be making that up. That's what I always say in these emails. I'm like, I could just be making this up, but it feels like a fire code violation. So if I'm wrong, please feel free to ignore this. But if that is a thing, we should probably look at it and get it fixed. Right? Who's with me, folks? Like, I always treat the email like a... <laughs> like a Where are you coming from tonight, folks? <laughs> Anything celebrated a birthday? You, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, I, I, I just... It, it's that thing of like, in my head, I was doing exactly what Jeff does in a different way where I was like, I'm not going to get through to them. They're not going to take my money. I'm going to get charged extra. I'm going to have to fight with the board to not get this $70 late fee or whatever, which I just don't want to pay. And I don't want to get into it and blah, 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 blah. And uh, it was not the same where everything was like, oh, it worked out great. That was super pleasant. But I left a message because I also knew that the person I usually get in touch with has recently left their job. Nice. So... I couldn't get somebody on the phone. I didn't have an extension to call. I just left a message and I was like, this is who I am. This is my number. Please get back to me. This is what I want to know. And later that night, I got a link on my phone. That was the extent of it. They just sent me a link on my phone that was like, you can sign up for the new website here. So it wasn't anything I was doing wrong. They just were in the process. Of there was a new website and they, they didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so... So it was a lot of mental aggravation for nothing. That is very frustrating. The title of my uh, autobiography. A lot of mental aggravation for nothing. Uh, okay, so party chat for me is, or unless you have more, more than... No, I was just going to say also, I, not ironically, but notably, interestingly, um, like Smudgy has been pretty good, but yesterday was a rough day. He was just having a a day he started the day bad and it never got better and the tv broke so i think between the two jeff was just like what is our life and then again this morning Je smudgy woke up and he was a perfect angel everything's fine the tv's gonna get it like it's funny how big a difference 24 hours could make on the same two problems that were like crushing our soul such a good thing to always remember and yet always so hard to remember. Totally. And you do focus on those things. Like, uh, yeah, exactly that. Like what the fuck is our lives? 
why is this happening? Um, in a similar vein, uh, I have had a problem, <laughs> problem after problem with one of my toilets. I mean, I always, you know, I don't want to get into the difficulties I have with the toilet all the time, but you know, <laughs> the fact that you have multiple toilets is Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them is yes. Tony, it's a guy named Tony. I shit in his mouth, but the other one is, uh, and the other one's the dishwasher. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. They all spell it differently, like the group. Um, <laughs> no, so the, the the toilet in there, there was a problem with the the flapper, which is the thing, uh -huh. you know. And I was like, I could probably fix it myself, but I don't want to, because if I fuck it up, it's just going to make things worse. And so I had a plumber come. This was last year during the height of this whole Ugh. fucking thing. But he was great. He did a great job. He fixed it. He, I don't know if you have a problem. I have a problem in my building or my apartment, my domicile, my place of living, where there's just sediment that builds up in toilets and sinks because of the hard water in California. Oh, yeah. It's like some weird stuff that it just, it happens. And anyway, he came and he did a great job, cleaned everything out and made it all sparkly and whatever and fixed the flapper but the thing he didn't fix was the chain in the in the bathroom last year which was fine because it worked for another nine months then it broke then it uh, yeah disintegrated right it, yeah because of the mineral deposits on it and and it had already broken once and i had fixed it with a paper clip like i just connected the two parts of the chain with the paperclip. It worked fine, but, you know, paperclip is only going to last so long. I was like, okay, I'm not going to call the plumber. I'm going to go get the chain at the hardware store and fix that. So I right. did that. I got the chain. I fixed it with the thing, whatever. And then a few weeks after that, I was having a problem again where the toilet was like, I could hear it leaking and it would mm. run every once in a while, whatever. So I called the guy again and he's like, oh, yeah, your flapper is warped. So... Basically, what had happened in my mind was he had fixed the flapper once, then I had fixed the chain, and by the way I fixed the chain, I set it wrong, and it had so fucked like up the flapper that he had just fixed, and uh, it, it's like, it's not the same thing of like, what is our lives, but I am like, it's just one fucking thing after another, mm -hmm. you know, and so there goes another couple hundred dollars to have this thing fixed when I just had the same problem last year because I didn't figure out how to fix it the first time. So to me, that becomes a metaphor for life of like, it's just the next thing after the next thing after the next thing. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired uh, yeah. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> do you use both? You have two toilets? Yeah. And you use, do you use both? Usually not at the same time, but yes. Like, can we talk about it? Like, are uh, there... I don't really use both. I use the one in the bedroom, uh, or it's actually the office now. Um, and the other one is always for guests. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. okay. That that makes a lot of sense. I was hoping it was a more interesting answer. You know, like I pee in this one and I poop in no. that one. <laughs> uh, there have been times in the past when I've had, well. 
like an, roommates where it was like an even division of this is yours this is mine but then also when i've been dating people where it's like this is this person's bathroom and that's my bathroom and, you know uh, but generally now i keep it for all the company i'm having <laughs> so, <laughs> Or it no, could have been like Omicron, I was having people over a couple times a week for working on stuff, and that was what they would use. Uh, although it is weird how many people, when I'm having them come here to work on stuff, are like, I'll, I gotta take a shit, I'll be back in an hour, you know. <laughs> makes things awkward <laughs> to put on some music. Yeah, thought we were gonna work on this project. But... <laughs> I guess you so. got great toilets. You got famously <laughs> great toilets. Yeah. The flapper. Well, whatever. When it's um, working, it's great. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's all I have. I mean, look, we have seven states forging elector statements to uh, Congress. Uh, we have sedition charges today against the Oath Keepers. Uh, a lot going on in the world, you know, but uh, yeah. But my big TV doesn't work. <laughs> my toilet. My toilet. <laughs> my, they won't call me back when I call them about the maintenance charges. Um, yeah. Hell in a handbasket, not hell, hell or high water. Uh, all right. Well, that is our show, folks. And uh, please, uh, please help. <laughs> Do something. Uh, no, I don't know what to ask people. Like, you're always supposed to end these things with some kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just keep listening, enjoy. Yeah, that's, the whole, that's the whole thing with social media. Is like, you say your thing, then you have your point, and then you have your call to action. So, call to action is this week is do do an act of kindness for someone hmm. else. I like that. Just be kind. Be go out of your way to specifically be kind to someone else, not just your regular. Because I feel like people who listen to the show are generally yeah. We got some nice fans. Kind anyway. Uh, all right, that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> uh, it looked like I wake up at five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> much thinner and dry and if you don't keep reminding me I won't remember your name so I'll check tomorrow to see if there's anything left here of me and if there is not I won't listen to a word that's the same and I'll go remembering you by the shipping the sharks and the shoes and all of the times that I ever spit or spit. and I'll call the characters out and you will jump into my mouth to see if I spit all those diamonds off of my
Yeah. 